0: Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255 or
1: text 580-580. With Frank Napolitano and Paul Rushforth,
0: here is Steve Gregory.
1: I'll bet you guys missed us. One week off
2: and we are back. Well, hold on. True story. Uh, True story. I had a few clients say, you know, I listened last weekend. sounded like it may, might have been a repeat show. They weren't sure. Oh, so, really? So That was interesting. Oh, so we were here then. Yes, yeah, we, were, we were. That's here. what I was
3: going to say, Steve. You're not supposed to tell yeah. people that we did a repeat yeah. last week. No,
2: yeah. uh, we were here. We were absolutely here.
3: Yes. And why were we off again? Oh, that was Canada Day, wasn't Canada it? Canada Day. Yeah. Yep.
2: yep. Listen, it took me... Honestly, from Rochester and the Queensway to here, 35 minutes today. So I couldn't even even imagine what it would have been last week.
3: Well, wait oh, till right. next week. Wait. wait till next and week next when week they, week they to replace to the bridge,
2: you yeah, know, when the Queensway's closed for. for all right, months. who talks to who here? Let's put Bluesfest on, <laughs> which is an event that brings in what hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of dollars to the auto economy. But let's pick the last weekend of Blues Fest to shut the Queensway at Bronson Avenue, which is primarily where, where Blues Fest is held, that area. Let's shut the Queensway and make it really hard for people to get there. Well, I, did see, I did
3: see something on Facebook, though. You know how downtown is just starving for, for, for guests and for, for people to come in? Apparently, there was a bunch of bars, restaurants that were actually closed. And a lot of people who went for the Blues Fest went to a couple bars afterwards, and there's Last closed. Call last call what?
2: it was, it was yeah. early i don't know they're, they're all so i'll tell you i parked on i went uh, thursday night to Shania twain with my wife and we parked on preston and lots of establishments there more than half of them were closed yeah, uh, which doesn't make a lot of sense like no. uh, you know the ice cream place there beautiful italian closed it's like are you kidding me at 10 30 11 o'clock people walking by there would easily stop there and get an ice cream on their way home but nope
3: well, they're starving for people, and this is the week that you want to be open. I mean, you, you stay open as long as you can, because this is where uh, there's so many people that go. I think there was 30,000 30, people. for tonight's. Like, That's the
2: biggest I've ever seen. Like, yeah. I've been to many Blues Fest concerts, and by far, I mean, getting in and getting out, we left early because you learned from it, but uh, boy. Boy, two years
1: ago, could you imagine being at an event with 30,000 people? Imagine. Even a year ago, people yeah. were scared. Yeah. Even,
2: yeah.
3: even yeah. a short year or, ago, people uh, were the scared. The only thing so. I was thinking about is... is Frank a little bit too old to be at Blues Fest? I don't know. I wasn't in yes, She's yes. 57.
2: She still looks beautiful. She's amazing. Yeah. Like, like she put on a great show. For 57, she put on a really, really good show. It's amazing
1: so, how far downhill you go from 57 to 60, though. I, mean, <laughs> <when you laughs> well, I don't know. You're, you're, you're closer to 70, so let's not, you know, let's not. Uh... Oh. All right, from here on in, we only talk about good news for the rest of the hour. Really? Thank you for listening. It's been a great <laughs> <Yeah>. show.
3: <laughs> well, you know what? The one thing we will do is we will we will we, we hard will time there Paul we the will, <laughs> It's his. it's his earphones. We will report the truth. That's yes. the, that is the truth. We will so, report the truth. Yeah, so hold on. Let me get these on.
1: And it's not as bad well, this is going to sound even worse? It's not as bad as it's going to be. <laughs> no, so let's
3: so let's let's go into what happened in the month of June. Uh, I'll tell you exactly what happened. It doesn't sound great, but then let me tell you the silver lining that it actually it wasn't that bad at all. Uh, in June. We saw the uh, number of sales actually up 11.1%, which is awesome. We're starting to close that gap a little bit. Why,
2: Paul? Because compared to last year, where last year at this time... We started to tumble. Yeah, we started to tumble last year at this time. So this is year to year.
3: Year to year, yeah. So again, it makes sense, right, for the numbers to
2: to do that. Absolutely. So this
3: is June over June. Our average sale price, keep in mind, we were still very hard. We were still reeling from the Jan, Feb, March, and April of last year. So we're still high in the average sale price. We we're only down 3%. The average sale price in June was 670000 which is which is decent. When you look at year to date, number of sales is down 19.1%, which seems like a large number. But at one point, we were down almost 40%. Wow. So that gap is starting to close, which is great. And the average sale price is down 9.4%. But here's the silver lining on the average sale price. We ended the year at 691,000. By the end of January, we were down to 612,000. Then we went to 623, 629, 646, 655, and now we're at 658. So we're trending in the right way, which is great news. The average sale price is increasing. Um, now you know, just so
1: there's no confusion, that's condos and freeholders. That's condos and, yeah.
3: and freeholders. When you look at when you look at uh, residential it was down 10.3. Condos were down seven point one, but together as a whole, they were down nine point four percent, which is not terrible considering where we were. You know, we look at the new listings in June; we're down fourteen percent from June of last year and two percent down from May of last year. So, our new listings are slowly hitting the market. Even though when I tell you that we're we're, we are increasing, but they're just slowly hitting the market. Our months of inventory has increased from one point nine to two point one, and what that means is. If no other home hits the market, it would take 2.1 months in order to wipe out all the inventory. I remember that being much, much higher.
1: Three, four, five months at one point.
3: Oh, at one point, Steve, like back in the day, we were at, you know, it wasn't uncommon to be at 8, 10, 12, 12 months, you know. Uh, They say between zero and four, you're in a buyer's market sorry, seller's market between four and six months of inventory, you're in a balanced market and six plus you're in a buyer's market. So we're still in a, what they call a seller's market at 2.1 months of inventory. Um, so it's, it's, it's not bad news, uh, but keep in mind that it's potentially going to get a little bit worse. I mean, if we, if we want to talk about, you know, Frank can say what's going to happen next week, but it's, it will. No, we're not
1: talking to Frank today. Yeah, Frank's, we we Frank. We don't want to know. Frank. Frank can't give
3: us any good news today. But but it's you know what it's it's true. It's it it is true. And I tell people they ask me you know what's going to happen next week when they raise rates. I mean fixed rates went up. I'll let Frank talk about that. But yeah, it's going to slow down the market a little bit.
1: Well, that's what the intent is, right? It's, That's you know, what they want. Yeah. But they've it, done it. They've even done that last, beyond that.
3: Even now. the last increase, Frank, we already saw that yeah. slowdown. I, I mean, I've, I've had, we know some people in your industry who are friends of ours and I've had chats with them and they're just like, hey, how are you guys doing? Cause I'm feeling very slow right now over the last two weeks. And I said, yeah, we're listing a lot of homes. It's just not as many are selling right now. Uh, there's a little bit more downward pressure on pricing. Um, you know, well, What's it take? 23 days to sell a house now on 20, average? Days on market is at 23 days, which is awesome. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, yeah, at one point we're at like eight and nine. So we're at 23, which is still less than a month on average to sell a property. Condos are a little bit higher. They're at 27 days on market, but it's still under 30 days is a very, very solid market. So uh, it's hard to be super, super positive because it's it's not an awesome market, but there's lots of silver linings and there's lots of little things that are indicators that we're still in a very good market. And even when they raise the rates coming up on on the 12th, I still think it's going to dampen a little bit, but we're st- people have to buy and sell right we're still yeah. lacking inventory. People have to buy and sell, so you know but I it's c- the people that don't have to and they're not that's the yeah. problem you no know, first time home buyers you look at the rental market right now, and it's the rental market is almost the way the buying market was at the start of 2022, it's, it's insane. I mean, like, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. You put your house for rent, it's rented just like that. So it's, you know, there's silver linings everywhere, but it's, I I like to take a look at the numbers with, you know, a glass half full rather than a glass half empty.
1: But even though the jobless rate went from 5.2 in May to Mm 5.4 in June, this is not going
2: to affect the fact that they're still going to raise it quarter point. There was 60,000 jobs created so we our unemployment how went they, up how do they arrive at that number they friend? arrive at that because <laughs> uh, let's talk about it they brag about the fact that we're up to over 40 million people which means a million people have entered this country well logic would say that i doubt that a million people are coming to this country not working they've got to work so you know if our unemployment's at 5.4 5% let's say and let's say that 20% of our population can't work because they're kids, They're, they're in your, let's say it's even 30, that would mean 65% would have to work. Well, last I checked, 65% of a million equals 650,000, so there should be 650,000 new jobs. I'm not quite sure we've reached that level if we add them all up for the last year or so. Uh, that Maybe means, a lot of people uh, are retiring. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's just it, right? So that's what they're saying is they're they're coming out with these, and they only survey a, a certain number of people. And what happens? An email goes out that I'm included in that email. It asks me about my business, how business has been. So I get included in some of these emails, and they take these statistics and they use that as the overall where it could be different in certain areas. So you take it with a grain of salt, but unfortunately, it has a huge impact on what Bank of Canada is going to do and Bank of Canada is surely going to increase by a quarter point this Wednesday. Uh, now, hopefully, 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 it's the last increase. It feels like it's the last increase. But I'll tell you, we're not the only ones that are going through this. The U.S. did their job report yesterday, and they added all of 209,000 jobs over the last month. So, again, that's those are huge numbers, and that's why we're seeing the bond market spike the way it is, because as much as Canada's... Almost entering that recessionary stage, US is not giving the signals that they're entering that stage yet. Now, food prices in the US have come down tremendously compared to Canada. So Canada's been slow at getting the food prices down. Gas prices have come down much quicker in the US than they have in Canada. So that's helping their inflation a little bit, even though their inflation's still elevated, but it's elevated because of lack of supply and that's their inflation is come. higher than ours, right? It's now. it's higher than ours, but their unemployment's at three point six percent. Like that's unheard of in the US. So again, I mean, people are working forces, in the U.S.
3: Apparently, because they're, they're not working here.
2: <laughs> apparently, so all those forces are now pushing us to the point where Bank of Canada is going to increase the quarter point, and the U.S. Feds guaranteed a quarter, and they're talking maybe a half percent at the end of July. So are they behind us or not? They are. What as far as well, their job report is healthy. No, as far as rate increases, no, they're heavy no, They're, they're, ahead, they're ahead, ahead of us. us. And yeah, and, and keep them.
3: in mind, they're thirty-year
2: mortgages, or right? they're locked in for thirty years. 30 years. Yeah. So so the people that locked in. A year, two years, three years ago in the US, as long as they don't need any additional money, they're actually in good shape. Yeah. Because they have nothing to worry about. It's, and so now where we're seeing it in the US, and I think you can probably talk to your coworkers in the US, they're starting to see the sales slow down and the purchases slow down because. The people that are in those great mortgages have no interest in getting out of it. They're going to stay in it. They'll they'll write it out for now until rates come back down. Well, there's a,
3: a lot of them are not even moving. That's the problem. They're like, they okay, we, know, they? we we like our house. We don't love our house, but we're in a three percent mortgage. If we break this thing, if we can't port it, maybe they can port it, but maybe they can't. But do they care? They can write off the interest anyway. The, That's yeah, the interest, yeah, principal six.
2: <clears throat> Easy. You can't go from three percent to six percent and say, "Wow, well, I'm going to do it because I'm going to write off the go interest for cash flow." You mean the
3: cash flow is yeah. incredible. You, what, what's really hurt in the states, whereas our first time home buyer home buyer market is really crushing here. What's really hurting in the states is the luxury market. The luxury in some of these areas that their average sale prices are two, three, four million dollars. Yes, there's a lot of rich people that live there, but keep in mind there's also some people that live there that are scraping by and those are the people that are not moving, they can't afford it as the rates are going up. They're they're pushing into rentals just like we're pushing into rentals here. It's a tough nut to lock in for
1: 30 years when you're when the rates are as high as they are well, right ma- now. imagine
3: being a first-time home buyer and you have mm-hmm. to lo- lock in a 7 or 8% rate for 30 years, like mm-hmm. you just don't buy.
2: They're right? just not doing it. That's yeah. the problem is yeah. is basically. Mm-hmm. But this is what they wanted to do to begin with. So They've accomplished their feat. Now it's whether, how long, how prolonged is it going to last? And uh, is a recession going to be a really deep recession or just a mild recession?
1: See, I finally found a way to slip a positive for Canada. You dump on the States yeah.
2: Yeah. and we look much better. <laughs> yeah, we we don't have 30-year mortgages, thank God. We're not locked in. No, yeah. no, but our home ownership in Canada is much healthier than it is in the U.S. than it is in, in other countries. And our deficiencies or delinquencies on mortgages is the healthiest still that it's been a long time. I think those numbers are going to change, gradually go up, but they're not going to be anywhere near what other countries go through. So we are in pretty good shape.
1: 521-TALK, 521-8255. We'll be right back.
0: We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA.
3: Welcome back to the happy hour. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I, I feel like we are very positive that... Uh, it's we pe- are positive. I mean, we, it is what it is. It's pretty hard. It's to, not like the market is falling. And, you no, know, no.
1: People are being foreclosed. But people upon, are struggling. But people are... But people are struggling. People yeah. are...
2: Str- now, again, some people are struggling, but not to the point where they're having to declare bankruptcy. They're just struggling because they've had to alter their lifestyle a little bit and maybe give up on you know things that they've been accustomed to going out to dinner twice a week now you're going out once a week uh, you know maybe traveling twice a year now you're down to one one time a year because the cost of everything has gone up so it's just an adjustment which hopefully the only thing i would say is listen we're not going to see utility bills come down we're not going to see we should see food prices to come down come Again. down and we should see gas prices come down but utilities aren't coming down taxes aren't coming down property taxes aren't coming down you know we're going to see more carbon taxes down the road So those things are here to stay, but something should adjust a little bit. But
3: you know what's the tough thing about that is, Frank, is, you know, adjusting your lifestyle because, well, we've, we, we were locked down for two and a half years and you're like, I want to travel. I want to eat out every night. And it's tough because you just can't. I mean, you go to restaurants now and like eating for a hundred bucks is just not done anymore. I mean, I'm I'm, McDonald's again, not even, not even. You take your kid. I took four kids to McDonald's. My bill was like eighty dollars. It's like twenty bucks a kid, and it's it's like even I'm taking my girlfriend away next weekend. Hotels. Yeah, I, nice. I'm I'm paying north of five hundred dollars for a hotel for a night. Like it's crazy, absolutely crazy. Where are you going? You get a massage with that? <laughs> it's, it's a nice hotel. <laughs> it's a really nice hotel, but it's uh, but it's still. I mean, everything else on the website, I didn't see anything in the hundreds. Wow. Most are in the threes, fours, and fives for a night in a hotel. Where's What happened to the days? It was like $79. I'm aging myself, but it's... They'll come
2: back. They will come back. It's just not... For the but how future. do
3: you though, if you're, if you're charging four or 500 bucks right now, do you think you'll ever go back to charging 200 bucks? I,
2: I agree, but I read an article this week where 75% of Canadians that were polled said that they would, they, they're actually putting off their travel vacations this summer because it's too expensive. Yeah, it, yeah I don't, so, yeah. And, and,
3: and, but it's a shame that it has to happen after two and
2: a half years of being locked down with COVID. And we, they're the ones that pay the price. The hotels are the ones that pay the price. And there's a part of me that says maybe they're being greedy right now. They're charging too much, trying to make up what they've lost over the last two and a half years. But in I think they're doing it at the wrong time because they're turning off a lot of people from traveling. And they also they're have to pay them. the help
1: though. People don't want jobs anymore. Yeah,
2: you got it. You know, I mean, there's a lot going on. Well, the, the
3: the to get someone to work nowadays, I mean, minimum wage is out the window. Like yeah. you can't get anyone to work for minimum wage. You, you have to give them more than minimum wage. It's it's. it's probably why it's, a lot of those bars were closed early. They probably don't have the staff. It, yeah. You're probably right. You're probably. I right. don't know
2: if I'm an owner of one of those though. I'm. I'm definitely gonna work that bar and try to recoup as much money as I yeah. can, if I can. Yeah.
3: So. Well, that's what they're doing right now, too. A lot of them are gouging, too. Like, you know, restaurants were shut down, so they're gouging a little bit right now. Hotels were shut down. They're gouging a little bit right now. So part of me says you can't blame them, but then it's tough for consumers who are living paycheck to paycheck to actually afford to yeah. do anything right now after yeah. being locked down for two and a half years. It's
2: 22, people stop showing up. They're going to have to do something. Agreed. And yeah. let me tell you, I went to a branch, a bank branch this week. and What's a bank branch? Correct. Hardly anybody in there. But there's a brand new – they were called tellers. I think they're customer service reps now, but they were called tellers back then. The branch manager is training the, the, the new employee because there's very little stuff. So the branch manager, you know, I I know her there's
1: probably she, nobody in between the teller yeah. and the branch and manager she
2: said, anymore. Do you believe this is what this role has come to now, where where you're actually training the new people as well? But that's what's happening, unfortunately. So-
3: I, I called my insurance provider uh, the other day, and the owner of the company answered the answered the phone. And I was like, I'm not going to say his name, but I said, so and so, why are you answering the phone? He goes, Well, we're a little short staffed right now. Here's the owner of the company answering yep. the phone.
2: Well, good. You do what you have to do. You, well, that's it. You do what you and have, have to do. I have a lot of appreciation yeah. for that. When I see that stuff like mm-hmm. that, that that makes me stay loyal to that company because there's too many corporate corporates out there right now that are really raking it in and not giving back in many cases.
3: Yeah, I agree. I like the small shops.
2: I'm a big fan of the small shops. Me too.
3: Um, just to change the tune a little bit, um, we were talking about... Um, where was I going with this now? I lost my train of thought. I know, but that tune sure has changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if my girlfriend's listening, she wouldn't be surprised, right? I was like, well, really, you forgot what you were going to talk about. My daddy has
1: a lawnmower. Do you like swimming? <laughs> <laughs> I'll remember where I was going with that. Oh, I, no, here's
3: where I was going with that. We were talking this morning, Steve, about, you know, Royal Bank. Uh, I can't remember what, another bank or financial institution uh, said at the end of this year, we're going to be up 4%. and. Well we're making our four
1: percent in
3: average sale price up four percent. Keep in mind we ended the year at six hundred and ninety one thousand. So if you add four percent to that, what's that about twenty seven, twenty-six, twenty-seven thousand dollars up? So you know, you'd be you'd be into the sevens, right? Well, right now we're at, you know, six fifty eight. We are making our way back, but I don't think these people that made these predictions actually factored in these rate increases because I can't see that happening anymore. I mean, for us even to get back to even par and not be down this year the average sale price. That'd be the goal, no? To get up to par. To, to get up to par, we'll but get we're you to know even. we're we're almost at six sixty right now. We gotta get up to six ninety one. And we're we're you know six as months. as August and September, this is where we start to tail a little bit onto our average sale price. So it'll be interesting to see if we can reach up to even again after going from six ninety one to six twelve at the end of January. So I think those those forecasts are probably going to be wrong. Um I would have agreed with them before when I thought there was going to be no rate increases and I don't think we saw that Frank after they flattened that one time I didn't see them
2: raising again did you? No no and actually a lot of bank economists are are, are, are being very verbal the last few weeks saying Bank of Canada is making a, a, this decision they're going to make they're going to ruin the end because they're going to regret making this decision of the quarter point things have gone in the right direction and they should be happy to just leave the prime the way it is and and maybe that still happens, but it feels like it's going up a quarter point on Wednesday. But, you know, I think a lot so how of how much of a pause
1: would we need, Frank? How many months before the market would Six start? months. We would need
2: a pause of six months without even going down, just a pause? Six, six months of not only the so, – so the problem with the pause, which happened in January. So he made a prime increase in January, and then he, he hiked them back up in early June. So we went four or five months. We went just over four months. The problem was that the numbers weren't coming down quick enough, so there was always the threat that it was still going to happen, that it went up, and it did. We need a good six months of not only staying flat, but also the thought that if anything, the next move is going to be a downward move and not an upward move. So. Once that happens, that's when you know that you're safe. But you're not point. saying it's going to take six months before we go down. That's what he's yeah, saying. I am. Oh, I don't think. No, please don't say that. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, but I don't think Prime's coming down until the spring of 2024, unless there's some catastrophe. What about recession? Some, well, the recession's going to hit. But again, the question is how deep? And now many economists are saying it's going to be a soft landing. It's not going to be this really deep, deep recession. Because of the job outlook, the job outlook still states that unemployment's going to go up, but certainly not at the level that it needs to get up to get into recessionary times. So would it be a V then, Paul? <laughs> According to Frank, it's the Nike checkmark. It was the Nike
3: checkmark. Uh, we go. It was a V. 521-TALK,
1: no, <laughs> 521-8255. We'll be right back.
0: We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580
1: CFRA. Welcome back to another positive segment.
0: I think that was very
1: positive last segment. So do I. Hey, what do you think these new guidelines that the government is mentioning to the banks is going to have?
2: Are the banks going to follow suit? Are they going to do what they're asked? I, I don't think they have a choice. I think, you know, I think they have to be careful. They can't fight the government in certain things. Like government has no teeth here, though, right? They don't have any teeth because the now they do because obviously, you know, the banks have had to change the way that they lend money. They've had to follow some rules that they were really before they were written rules, but they had the right to make exceptions on it. Where that right went away once Osfi got involved, the government got Osfi involved on mortgages, so they're very strict because there was a time where it was all about risk. So what I mean by that is there's self-employed people out there that may only show $75,000 a year on paper because that's all they need because they run successful corporations. You know, maybe I'm sitting across from one that uh, – 20000 Yeah, right? But doesn't show a lot of income. (coughs) But assets and net worth and the probability of being extremely successful is very high. So the bank would look at that and say our risk level is fairly minimal. Like we're okay. We're comfortable with the risk lending – $700,000 Seven hundred thousand to this individual, even though they only make seventy five. We know that there's other money there, otherwise they wouldn't get to the stage that they're at. So that used to be normal uh, when I worked at the bank. That was normal. You you made your assessment based on what your risk level was. Today, that's almost out the window. Banks are having to say no to people that have net worths of three, four million dollars, but they only show seventy five thousand if they're going to buy a property that doesn't allow them to qualify under the doesn't make sense. traditional. Doesn't it doesn't make-, make any sense. But this is where this is where the banks have had to follow suit, although they've come out with little wrinkles. Like, they've got net worth programs now where if you can show a net worth, they can make exceptions. You know, and they're fighting the government on these, saying, like, we're making decisions. Listen, these are smart decisions. The government is coming back saying, but these people aren't paying their fair share of tax. But it's but then the bank is fighting back saying, but then go after them on CRA. Don't leave us yeah, to, the bank to is fight not that C- battle the, for why you. They, why do they keep making the bank CRA? Because The government will always try and get somebody else to help them with their cases. So, again, I mean, the same thing I say about money laundering. Listen, there's one-tenth of one percent of Canadians that maybe would money launder, yet every single Canadian, if they're getting a mortgage, has to show us 90 days of statements of that money that's in the bank account. And if there's any large deposits in that bank account, we have to identify where the money came from and document it, which is Again, I don't buy it. I don't think that's your job. It's not our job because the money's already in the bank. We've always said the money's already in the bank. Well, then you guys are a secondary check for this. It's like, why do I got to be a secondary check? It's just all the rules that have, like everything. And I say to clients, like everything has changed so much in the last five, six years. When you got a mortgage five years ago, it's totally different today. And trust me when I tell you, nothing that I want to be involved in, but it's it, these are the rules, and these are the rules we have to play by today. It seems like every no five difference years, real estate a agents.
1: five-year cycle where just gets worse, more complicated, gets worse and worse. more complicated. But it's a, it's the
3: same in real estate. You go to list a property, and it's like, back when you listed your house, Steve, add about another seven forms to that now. For what reason? There's forms for everything now. There's it's like...
1: Anything. Well, oh, now you got to fill out a form to make sure that it hasn't been vacant for a while. Yeah, <laughs> vacant
3: tax form. Yeah, there's there's so many forms that that's involved now with real estate. In fact, you go to list a house now, we're lucky there's e-signature. So it's it's much easier now. Yeah. But back in the day, you'd sit there and you'd have, you know, 12, 13 different forms. Now there's like 18 different forms that you got to fill out. You got to go through everything, like just everything. It's a lot of paperwork. And a lot of times the consumers are like, why am I having to sign all this paperwork? But why it, is that? It's just it's the like rules. What, what, and they're a changing lot of it. fine print. And they're changing everything, right? Like the lawyers every so often, I don't know what, how many years, but every so often they go through all the forms and, and change, tweak some language and fix up some language. And we're, we learn new clauses, new forms, all that kind of stuff. It's just changing with the times. But I think now with you know, the way the world is. I mean, with mortgage brokers, they got a hundred different forms they got to have filled out. We have tons of forms we have to fill out. Lawyers nowadays have tons of forms they got to fill out. Well, so we had so Michael truly, call in. We had Michael yeah. call in.
2: I mean, I mean, he said, he goes, the, the amount of work that a lawyer has to do today versus five years ago is double. Like it's double the work. Well, that cost has to be passed on to someone and, and the consumer ends up paying for it. Now, and I understand that there's a lot more fraud that's happening. And I guess that's what they're watching out to be. But I don't know, I guess the honest people just don't think of some of the schemes that are out there and some of the things that happen. I mean, I read this week where somebody, an Airbnb got sold. Like they they rented it as an Airbnb and they sold the property that they were renting as an Airbnb. They went in there and forged all the documents and sold the property but you in a
1: can't short beat two weeks i mean you, you can put on all the forms you want if somebody's going to do something illegal there's well, not much what, you can do look about look look
3: what's it. happening in Toronto right a lot of those cases are coming out of Toronto we read those stories where someone's house gets sold from under them it's usually coming out of Toronto yeah. right and in Toronto there's 50,000 realtors in Toronto right like it's it's they're 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 saturated you know
2: i'll say this impossible. i will say this the entry level for both a realtor and a mortgage agent is too easy Oh, not anymore easy. for real estate. It's still too easy from a standpoint of you can become a real estate in what five six weeks. No, you have to do the educate the education moving forward. It's six months.
3: Oh no, it? it's minimum six months. You you have to go to Humber College now. It's it's very you key. can't do it from home anymore. Uh, you know, you do it from home, but it's still, it's, it's intensive. Like the, I'm very happy with what they've done. I mean, the bars of entry into real estate used to be quite weak in my opinion. Um, I think they've changed it now. Whereas Humber college, you have to go through Humber college to be a licensed realtor. Now it's, I mean, if you do it in six months, you're fast. Like you're really, really fast, but keep in mind, you're going to a commission paid job where you have to go without income for quite a while. Before you sell another house, you have to wait for that to close before you get paid. So a lot of people will do the course as they're working. So, you know, they might work nine to five, if people ever work nine to five anymore, but they might work nine to five and then have to do the course at nighttime, right, on, on their computer. And, and it could take anywhere from eight to 10. I've had people take a year to, to do the course. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy that the bars of entry for real estate have really improved, and the course is actually much better. Um, when I went through it, it still took, when I went through it, it still took a easy six months to get it done. You did it in different phases and I did it in phases as I was still playing pro hockey and I did it. There, there were three phases though. Yeah, yeah. there were three phases. Yeah, a one uh, week,
2: a two week, and a two week. I well, your
3: first your first phase was always correspondence. So you always did that online and it was a one month correspondence and then you had to pass with a 75, uh, I think it was 70 or 75 average. You had to pass. And then in phase two and three, you used to be able to do uh, a two week in class or two months correspondence and then phase three was Three weeks in class or three months or three months correspondence. I took mine in class because I wanted to get it over and done with it and quick. And, and the instructors were great. They said, you know, this is stuff you really got to worry about this stuff. Let's just fluff over it a little bit. But that has changed. That has changed now. I believe there might even be five courses now. You still have to pass every course with a 70 or a 75 average. Um, and then once you actually get licensed within that first two years, you do have to take, I believe it's another, it used to be three. I'm not sure if it's four now or something, but you have to take more courses, but those are all on correspondence. So most of the people that I have going through the course right now that are looking to join and get into real estate, you're looking at minimum six, and if you, <clears throat> you know, if you're a little bit slower, you're looking at 12 months, which is good. I think that's important because. So, how difficult was it for you to find the smart person to sit next to? <laughs> well, you know, I, I really, I, I cozied up to the instru- <laughs> I cozied up to the instructors, and they told me what. <laughs> I just said, "Listen, this is also this is great stuff, but I know I'm going to come out of this, and I'm going to have to learn different things like yeah. negotiating and databases and all that kind of stuff. So, can you just tell me what I need to know for the exam? <laughs> now,
1: now, seriously, though, even through all. Of that, when you hire somebody,
3: how long before they're ready? Oh, a while. So if it's a brand new agent, you're probably two months. Uh, If you're a veteran agent, you're probably three weeks. Three weeks to a month. Because what I'm training you on is I'm training you on... How we do things, our database, our systems, uh, our listing presentation, our buyer presentation. Our listing and our buyer presentation are probably the two longest things that I spend time with you on because I want to make sure you're great. But that's why a lot of people that join my team and they take those two months, maybe two and a half months they sell homes in their first week, weekend, things like that. So with confidence. With confidence. Because I don't want them going out and someone asking me a question and they're like, um, 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 I'll get back <laughs> to them now. Let me call Paul. <laughs> Let me call Paul. I want them to be so educated that when they, they don't have to call me. They want to, they, they, they'll be able to do their job without calling me. Now their first five to 10 offers that they do, they all run everything by my office well, sure, manager, maybe. Angie. Yeah. To make sure everything's done right. Um, but the beauty of having a team too is our email chain is, 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 Hey, guys, I got this situation. Who can help? And everyone jumps in and helps and all that stuff. So I don't have to do all the work myself and or Angie, sorry, doesn't have to do all the work herself. All your work. <laughs> yeah, all my work. all my work. yeah, but it's um it's it's the bars of entry into real estate have really changed, and it's really good to see uh, because it truly I, is
1: impossible to sell yourself today, right?
3: like, Yeah, it, it,
1: it, private sales now i I, I would imagine. If you're talking about that many new forms, it's to cover
3: yourself. I have no idea how they do it. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know the number of how many would end in litigation, but I'm sure there's a bunch that end in litigation. It's t- to sell a home. I mean, it's like you don't go to a, you know a, a general practitioner doctor to get your heart surgery, right? Yeah. Like you, you got to go to a specialist. So sure, you could try sell your own home, but it's. I mean, one, you're going to leave a lot of money on the table, and two. Are you going, have you done everything legally? Or are you going to end up in litigation? And that's the biggest thing. It'd be like going to a bank for your mortgage without checking anything else. There we
2: go. Well. There we go. A lot of people like, do it. I know, but why? Wrong when or right. When you have, when you have so many options. It. 24 years ago, i tell you that's the right thing to do because I worked at the bank, but. Yeah. Right? Yeah,
1: because. but today, why would you limit yourself to go to
3: one? Because they don't know. They don't know. That's why. Well, That's... we've
1: done over eight hundred and seven shows. They should know by now. Well, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Have we done over eight hundred and seven, no, no, or have is... we done yeah. eight hundred and seven? In our eight hundred and seventh. Yeah.
3: Okay, yeah, but but you know what? Before, back in the day when when Frank probably started doing more as a mortgage broker, and back when I first started uh, in real estate, I thought mortgage brokers—you just go there if you can't get approved by a bank. But that has changed. Oh, long, uh, a long, is t- time, long, ago a long time ago. But you know, it's probably since we started the show, Frank changed everybody, and it cost wow. how much, Frank?
2: It helps you know what it helps everybody, I mean, on the real estate side. I mean you were primarily an East End realtor and yep. all of a sudden now you're in Ottawa. I mean the show definitely helped us, but you know, we also agreed at the beginning. All three of us sat down and agreed that we're we're here to educate consumers when it comes to their biggest purchase and their biggest liabilities. So, you know, for us, I mean I, I, I can tell you that I didn't know going into the mortgage brokerage eighteen years ago that it was the way it was, because at the bank they teach you Mortgage brokerages are bad, and yeah, they put you credit. in. Yeah, yeah. They put you in in with bad lenders Risky. to charge you fees and yeah. uh, put a lot of fine print. They're the kings and queens of fine print. The banks are so uh, it's interesting to learn it, but you needed to get into it to learn it. And now I can tell you that eighty percent of our staff is bank employees, and they would never go back to the bank because they didn't feel comfortable with the way the bank did things. Where On our side, we feel comfortable that we're giving the facts to consumers. And, you know, many mortgage brokers feel horrible that we recommended variable over the last 16, 18 months. But we did it based on the fact that our own governor, Bank of Canada, advised us that rates weren't going up. Until
1: 2024. Until
2: 2024.
3: So, Frank, to put a a feather in in a mortgage broker's cap... I had a a good friend to who I used to do do some mortgages with and he was in the the bank he worked for the bank and he eventually left the bank and became a mortgage broker and his comment to me was holy crap you have to know a lot of stuff to be a mortgage broker and I'm like hold on you were kind of a mortgage broker for a bank yeah, and he's yeah. like oh we didn't need to know all this stuff different man this is, is this is like no. a different world and it's so it's it just goes to show you that you're getting much more educated as a mortgage broker because yeah. you have to know the little inc- intricacies of a deal so you both sat next to smart people well <laughs> you guys sit back you you guys sit next to me every day
1: five two one talk five two one eight two five five we'll be right back.
0: We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk
1: 580 CFRA. Welcome back to the phones we go and say hello to beautiful downtown Ottawa and Lori. Hello, Lori.
0: Hello, how are you?
1: Oh, we're great. Great, I'm
0: glad somebody's Just great. Just our opinion,
1: though. <laughs> oh, no, hold on. She was
3: saying, she's, What were you going to say there, Lori? You're glad? I'm glad somebody's great. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, <laughs> Lori. Tell us on, what's Lori. going on.
0: Okay, so it's not Laurie, but okay, so Frank will know who this is in about 10 seconds. Um I have to actually come see Frank. I've already talked to him. I was trying to sell a house, and I have a house, but the realtor that I have has been for sale now for a couple months. We've had one open house. She's not moving. I think the tenant's vaped in the house, so she had realtor remarks about smoking, so she's scaring everyone off. I made her fix that. <laughs> anyway... um I dropped the house from 399 to 375 I had people come in and want to buy it for 350 I told them to fly up a rope. We agreed on 360 but I guess the guy was in the military, couldn't get his papers. So I agreed to extend and extend and extend, and we've been ghosted now since last Friday. So um, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I should, you know, I hear you guys talking about renting. Like I don't know if I should take my chances and try and. Mortgage. I have all my mortgages are up and open. So, but I've been—they are variable rate mortgages—and I am like, you know.
1: So, what do you want to do with this? My, you want to sell my,
0: it? Far from you know, from the bank, uh, uh, the Bank of Canada commissioner or whatever governor.
2: Governor. She uh, definitely wants to, to sell it. I'm. I'm at a loss. Yeah, she well, wants to sell it, but not shirt. get taken advantage of. Yeah, I mean, well, she I can not want to give it away I, I, either.
3: I can tell you right now, it is a little bit tough sledding right now. It, it, it is a little bit of tougher time to sell your house. You have. I can it, also
1: tell you that Paul's got to be careful what he says. Here. Yeah, I mean, you're you're
3: listed, <laughs> so don't do not tell me who your realtor is, please. Um, so you, I mean, I'm not I'm not look, looking to tamper with any listings. I'll, I can give you some honest no. advice. I would just have a, one. I'd have a conversation with your realtor and set some expectations about what you're expecting. Uh, you oh, know
0: friend of my husband, right so that makes it harder
3: that's always okay. makes it harder leave when your husband yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why paul's got no friends oh, <laughs> yeah not yeah stable either, <laughs> yeah you know you know it's it's if you're if your contract when your contract's up we're more than happy to have a chat with you um but uh, is mean,
1: two months unreasonable right now
3: no it's not unreasonable i mean we talk about days on market right now on average is 23 days on market so two months there's a couple things going against her i don't know where your house is but your price point you're now an, you're an entry level home you're a first time home buyer home and those are the people that are really being priced out of the market right now because of the rates so the the entry level homes are a little bit harder to sell than they used to be uh and i don't know your location uh I'm in Park. yeah it's a good yeah. yeah and
0: everybody owns in my condo development everybody owns in there yeah military people buy them and then they rent them because you know their base was humping and bumping and. How much your condo <laughs> fees? Uh, three eighty six.
2: Yeah, it's reasonable. Yeah, it's, it's actually no, it's bad. priced Home, it's but, just yeah.
0: uh, water, insurance, management, all that, all that jazz.
2: Yeah. So, like, you're just caught a- at a bad time. That's uh, really, I mean, that's all it is. I mean, obviously, eighteen months ago, that house would have gone for a lot more, but. Yeah, it, it, it's just bad luck for some people, they just sometimes they just have some bad luck and, and that's what's happening here. And
3: sometimes mixing pleasure with business with your, you know, your husband's mm. good friend there is not always
2: the greatest thing
3: because you, you know, right now you're frustrated with your realtor and it's 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 hard because they're a friend and it's uh I just think well, you need, need to be a little bit harder and set the expectations there. Here's what I expect. And then the other thing too is get some proof on pricing. If you know, when you said that you that 350 you told him to fly a kite, how do you know 350 wasn't the right number?
0: I got two offers at three
3: fifty. Well, if you got two offers at three fifty. Someone's telling you your house is worth three fifty. Now, I'm not saying it is. It's probably worth <laughs> yeah. more. But I would get I some. I would get some evidence from your realtor and just ask him. Listen, tell me what my house is worth. Show me that it's worth three seventy, three eighty, three ninety. Show me that because if you can't, maybe three fifty is your best offer.
0: the so, Paul. There's all these condos going for four hundred twenty nine, four sixty, four eighty. Like, it's, and they're they're not real. Yeah like mine they're condominium garden homes and they're they they don't get it like blossom park's a nice area it's
3: not a welfare area do your get your realtor to send you what's sold in the last i wouldn't even say six months i'd say in the last three four months what's sold in the in your area not just your condo development but other similar condo developments and see how you can get to the price see if the price is just before
1: we go was the price your idea or your agent's idea
0: well, I had listed it at three ninety nine on my own through like Facebook and crap, right? Oh yeah. Okay. Like, agent wanted to list it at $3.49, and I said get lost. Like wow. I've had other agents say I'll list it for much more.
3: Yeah, of course, I you, to, of course you. Of course. Come
0: and say I'll pay you cash for your house. I'm like, that's great. Well, we'll all be in prison in six months from now. Right? <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, Lori, we're happy to we're happy to help if, uh, if things don't uh, work out with your realtor. Good luck, Lori. Good Thank luck. Thank you. Okay. okay. Bye.
1: My goodness, where's the time? Just ago? like that, an hour has gone. Wow. gone. wow.
3: Yep.
2: Wow.
1: Do we have any birthdays,
2: gentlemen? Uh, we got a few. uh, I'll start off, obviously, because I think Paul's got a bunch today, which is rare. I do, yeah. But uh, Charles, my son-in-law Charles Shafiq, we call him Charles, but uh, celebrated his birthday this week. My brother-in-law Joe um, and uh, one of our agents, Julie, the Duke, celebrated her birthday. Congratulations to David Andre, who held a golf tournament in Cornwall yesterday that a number of us were a part of and raised money for charity. He's going to call in next week and uh, let us know how that went and uh to paul's beautiful i no, you know, don't don't you dare head. don't you dare oh happy birthday to petra oh yeah. don't so we you do dare I well then happy birthday to my beautiful wife kathy as well so he takes them he both. takes them both i, them both. I can't you believe he well, did because that.
3: Well, you, you interrupted me. so i uh kathleen who's been with me my listing coordinator for two years this week and sarah my closing coordinator for three years they're both glue in the company and they're amazing uh Uh, Tomorrow, Dora's birthday Wonderful Dora, who will be here next week uh, Doing the show for me Uh, One of my top agents, Kevin Is his birthday's on the 10th My beautiful girlfriend's uh, brother Marcel Sedlak celebrates his birthday On the 13th, which is this Thursday Not not your
1: girlfriend's beautiful brother Uh, No, no,
3: (laughs) but what's interesting Is my gorgeous girlfriend Also celebrates her birthday on the 13th The same day as her brother But five years apart And the the same day as my my wife. And the same day as your wife's. That's amazing. And of course, last, I will not be on the show, but next Sunday is my amazing mother's birthday. And I want to wish her a happy birthday. And she is off with my dad to south of france and i can't wait to oh. hear the stories you know, you know
2: you she, know she's just turning 65 no your mom on your I birthday don't she
1: calls in and sings i think paul should do it yeah, i, I her think she sings oh, for maybe i mom. should maybe i should no no actually we've heard him sing. no don't do it okay it's the but, end of the show who cares yeah. if people leave now anyway yeah. <laughs> support local businesses and charities there go ahead have a great week folks <laughs> have a great week
3: <laughs>